Please remain standing as we look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14, and it reads, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Dear Lord, we ask that you would take this word and speak to our hearts this morning. In your name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Well, in life there are different events that happen to us. We graduate from high school, and that kind of changes how we are going to live our life from after that, after high school, or maybe you graduate from college and things change a little bit after that. You may get married, and uh, that changes things. That event happens, and it changes your life. You have a child. It may be that uh, your, your children have grown up, and they move out, and your day-to-day life is a little bit different after the kids have left. It may be becoming a grandparent, It may be losing a spouse to death. All of these events and others like it change how we live after those events, day by day. This is also true in regards to being a believer in Jesus, being a Christian. Christianity should affect how we live our day by day life. Our faith in God, our belief in God, our relationship with Jesus affects our day-to-day life. At least it should. If our life isn't different, then one would wonder about our relationship to God. In the book of Colossians, the first two chapters tells us about who we are and what we have in Jesus Christ. There's indicative verbs that are used to describe our position in Christ. It speaks of all that Christ has done for us and who we are in Christ. The last two chapters of Colossians is more the practical, how do we live out our life since we have this in Christ? 
since we are, since Christ has done all this for us. There's imperative verbs that are used to describe what we are to do as a result of our position in Christ. The doing statements, the how we are to live. So I've entitled the message this morning, Day by Day Living a Life in Christ or Because of Our Position in Christ. First, though, we need to answer a few questions. The most basic question is, are you a believer? Have you come to faith in Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith and trust in him? Have you repented of your sin? Have you confessed your sin to God? Have you been saved by Christ? Have you, have you been born again? Many different ways that we talk about this. Sometimes it's good for us to just ask ourselves this question. How is it with me and my relationship with God? Where am I at? I trust that you are all believers. But if you aren't, eh, today's a good day. It's a good day to put our faith and trust in him. As believers, what, are we, what is our position? Who are we in Christ? So let's briefly review from last week's sermon from Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. It says, we found, we found last week and find that Christ is completely sufficient for us. There is fullness and completeness in Jesus Christ. There is no need for anything else when we have Christ. We found and we find that in Christ our sinful nature is cut away. It is taken away. We found and find that in Christ we died, we were buried, and we were raised with him. Christ died and so we also died with him. Christ was buried, so we also were buried with him. Christ was raised from the dead, and so also we are and will be raised from the dead. We found and find that in Christ we are made alive because of what he has done for us. We found and find that in Christ we are completely forgiven. I still remember that phrase. He remembers our sins no more. As believers, this is our position. From our text this morning, verse, th- verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your minds on, set your hearts on things above. Since you have been raised, this is a stated truth for each one of us. Verse 3 from Colossians chapter 3. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Our old sinful nature has died. Colossians 2.20, since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, our old sinful self has been taken off. Colossians 3.9, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. The old self is gone and the new self has been put on. Verse 10 in our text, and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. As believers, our position, our standing in Christ is kind of incredible. It's incredible. It's amazing. Thank you, Lord, 
for what we have in you. Our text this morning starts out with this word, sense. 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 Since we have this incredible position and standing in Christ, how then are we to live our lives? Let's look uh, briefly this morning at living out day by day what we have in Christ. What are some of the general actions? What are some of the general attitudes that a believer is to have? As believers, our heart is to be set on things above where Christ is. Verse 1 in our text, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. We are to be focused, our heart is to be focused on Christ. Now say, for example, you, are, you own a McDonald's. You're an owner of a McDonald's, and you have all kinds of employees, and there's, uh, you know, there's some employees that come in. They come in just one minute, maybe one minute early. Probably most of the time it's five minutes late for work. And they come in. And they, they, you ask them to do something, and they say, yeah, I suppose, I suppose I have to. But then there's Sheila. Wow. Sheila is always early to work at McDonald's. And she comes in with a big smile, man. She's happy. She's just excited to be there working at McDonald's. She warmly greets the customers. She actually gets excited about customers, smiles at them. She is always willing to clean the toilets. And she sees something out of place. She takes care of it. Sheila's heart is into working at McDonald's. You can tell it by how she lives her life, how she works. Her heart is there, man. Uh, As believers, our heart is to be there. Focused on the things of Christ. Passionate about the things of Christ. Matthew chapter 6 Verses 19 through 21. I realize that sometimes we have bad days, right? You know, we're not all 100% kind of woo um, But this kind of goes along with the scripture in Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and Rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our treasure or our heart is to be on Christ. It is having the attitude of the psalmist in Psalm seventy-three twenty-five: Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. Day by day, our heart is to be focused on Christ. Day by day our mind is to be set on things above. Verse 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Our minds set on Christ. What is our mind focused on right now? Your mind might be wandering to what you're going to do the rest of the day, what you're going to do this week, 
Our minds wander. Um, Day by day, our mind is focused on many things, and it wanders all over. Set your mind, it says, on Christ and the things of Christ. It is doing what Philippians 4, 8 says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's fixing our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Keep your goal, Jesus. Day by day, there is to be a continual putting on of the new nature, and more and more, that new nature in Christ overshadows our sinful nature. Being renewed in God's image. In the past, we maybe didn't care about our neighbor, whether they were going to hell or not. But as we live more and more with Christ, we become passionate about other people and their spiritual needs. As the months and years go by, maybe we tend to be a little bit more excited about being involved in God's kingdom work. Romans 8, chapter 4, verses 4 through 6 reads, In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, living our day-by-day life by the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind, governed by the, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life. Galatians 2, 19 through 20 says, for, th- for through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then first Peter chapter one thirteen through sixteen. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy. So be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy, because I am holy. Day by day, we are encouraged to live holy lives. Now, we must remember that we are not doing this in our own strength. It's only by who we are in Jesus Christ. It's only by what we have in Christ It is only by the Spirit living in us that we have the power to live such lives for Christ. 
Our text speaks of some more specific actions that are not to be a part of the Christian's life. Verse 5a says, um, let me find that. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Put to death, that's a, it's a strong word. It's kind of like this. There's this mouse that's uh, got caught in the garage in a trap. And everybody's excited about this mouse, right? And so the husband has to, you know, I mean, the mouse isn't dead yet. So you got to put it to death. So you kind of tap at it a little bit, yeah, a little bit like that. No, 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 you can't do it that way. You got to really put it to death. That's what that Greek word says. You got to really put it to death. Not just this little tap, tap, tap. It's a strong word. Put to death, I mean really put it to death. Sexual immorality. We live in a very sexualized society. And sometimes we're just tapping, tapping, tapping. We're not putting it to death. Ephesians 5, 3 says, don't even let there be among you a hint of sexual immorality. Not even a hint. Watch your actions, watch your thoughts. Put to death impurity, put to death lust. Put to death evil desires. Put to death greed. How often we want what others have. Verse 8 and 9 lists some more in our text. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Put to death. Get rid of anger, get rid of rage, get rid of malice, a desire to see harm come to someone. Get rid of slander, which tries to ruin someone else's good reputation. Get rid of filthy language. Get rid of lying. Be truthful. Be a person of integrity. Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Things to get rid of, things to put to death in our lives. And in verse 12 and 14, there's things that we are to do. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, found in Christ, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, 
and overall putting on love. Who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ is incredible. The challenge comes in the day-to-day living out that life. Living out who we are in Christ. We need, I need, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life or to work in our lives. We need fellowship and encouragement from one another as fellow believers. We need the church. We need the body of Christ in our life. We need to be reading God's word, spending time in God's word. We need to be in prayer. May we as believers at Oak Hill be people who are day by day living out the reality of who we are in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we ask that you would uh, encourage us, give us strength to live day by day. We know that there are struggles that come in our life because of our sinful nature, yet we have so much in you, and you forgive us, and you continue to work with us. We pray that as believers that we might live lives that are pleasing to you, Even though we know that we don't earn salvation, you have done it all for us. We pray that we might live out the reality of who we are in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Receive the benediction. Now may the the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.